On this week's episode of Bungalow on the Bus, we celebrate our 100th episode. Welcome to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the Bus, John Busdecker. And this is Brendan O'Connor, the stone in your shoe. Welcome to Bungalower and the Bus. This, Brendan, is our 100th episode. episode. 100. Can you believe it's been 100 times that we've hung out? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel every single one of those 100 episodes. Deep in my rotten heart. It's like two years we've been doing this. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? That's pretty crazy. I feel like I've known you forever. I don't think so. I feel like we've always been friends. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm not even friends with you now. Oh. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Bungalow on the Bus. Dinner's on you for we, making we, me cry. <laughs> we are we are celebrating our 100th episode. We're super excited. Uh, we're thanking everybody. Thank you, Real Radio, for having us on the air. All of our restaurants and episode partners who've hooked us up and treated us like ladies and uh all the people that stop us when you and i are out drinking say and say hey i listen to your show i like the cut of your jib and yeah. i say sir stop spitting on me that's why <laughs> but <know>. thank you <laughs> but thank so, you no, thank you for everybody who's listened to our 100 episodes and uh we look forward to the next 100 yeah. Of course. Next 200. Next 500. And we got some big announcements to come. Yes. But we're not ready to tell you yet. We not thought yet. we'd be ready to tell you this time. Not but yet. we're not. And we're really good at keeping secrets. So True. And so uh, we'll actually for our 100th episode, we are hanging out at Grills Lakeside Bar. Grill. Tiki Bar. I don't Tiki, even know the name Grills, of the Grills Lakeside name. Tiki Bar uh, Grills on, on Lake Fair View. View. Yeah. It's by my house. People. The, probably the closest bar to my house. Is it really? Uh, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Is that why we're here? As the crow flies, as they say. <laughs> probably what, the closest bar to my house. That's what Gandalf says. Yeah. Yep. So we're here. We're waiting for a meteor shower. Meteorite? Meteor? Me, meteor shower. Meteor Meteorite shower. is when it falls. Meteor, and it's the quadrantids meteor shower. It's named after an extinct constellation <laughs> nice. isn't that crazy and so they'll be flying through all through friday until seven in the morning so that's we came here because we're kind of outside and we wanted to see it yeah i want to see it also we felt that was a fitting tribute to our 100th episode yeah i was watching that shooting the, stars the lord was will send down shining <laughs> shining stars yeah. to thanks, celebrate thanks satan yeah for it's bringing nature's down fireworks <laughs> nature's fire. <laughs> i thought that was farting yeah <laughs> so yeah uh and here on buckler on the bus we talk about all things Orlando. All the uh, top headlines from Orlando's bungalow neighborhood. Especially around downtown uh-huh. Orlando. And sometimes even West Orlando and OBT. Yeah, and College Park and Winter Park and Baldwin Soto Park. and Baldwin Park and Thornton Park. Hourglass. All those things. All of them. And all of these stories are all these stories you can find on bungalower.com. Mm-hmm. And you can find this podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms. Such as iTunes and Google Play and SoundClouds. SoundCloud. And yeah. then we also put it in our IG, in our Instagram, uh, in our stories. And and that's our spiel. So, that's it. So, Brendan, I was gone last week, so I need to thank uh, Scotty, right? Holla, holla, I didn't Scotty Campbell. I was on vacation. 
It was probably the best episode. One of our best episodes ever. Because I wasn't here. I, you know, Scotty shuts up when I tell him to shut up, and I respect that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even remember where we were last week. Uh, Oh, Bem Bomb. We went to Bem Bomb. Good. I like it there. It's okay. Yeah. We said we said on air it was a solid okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I want to give them another chance. Good. I liked it. I had their chicken there. I thought it was great. I did not have their chicken. What I had a quesadilla have? that was super expensive. Uh, I yeah. had like a chicken, like a half a chicken, and it was good. All right. I love how you motioned chicken. I did. I <laughs> chicken. I was <laughs> going to say chicken breast, and I had my hands up here. Very Dolly Parton. I thought that was inappropriate for the radio. <laughs> for the radio. <laughs> Everybody can see what you're doing. Uh, actually, speaking of quesadillas, we just went to a new Mexican restaurant. A new Mexican. We don't have enough Mexican restaurants. <laughs> oh, oh no, my I shouldn't gosh. say that. We don't have enough taco places. You just don't. Mexican restaurants do not. You're not gonna win people over now. I just it don't doesn't think matter so. how good you are. There is a Mexican food fatigue happening. Do you know what they don't? Well, before you get into this whole thing, you know what we really don't have here. We we don't Indian. really have like a burrito restaurant. Like who specializes in burrito? I mean, I guess Gringo's like kind just of burritos. Yeah, like a burrito restaurant. Like Whoa. you know, what? we're not gonna do tacos. We're just gonna do burritos. No, because you can't pigeonhole yourself nowadays. Yes, you, you have to you, do everything. But if you kill it, you can. Because if you're like, look, so many people are doing tacos. We're not going to do tacos. Yeah, burritos. We're going to do burritos. Don't you hate burritos? I don't. I, I like tacos better than burritos. <laughs> but as a businessman. And that's just would, a sexual preference. I just like tacos better than burritos. But if I was a business person and I was going to open a Mexican-themed restaurant in Central Florida that appeals to the masses... I would open a burrito restaurant because uh, I wouldn't have any competition. Well, then do it, John. Uh, do it. I can't do that. No? You know, Taco China makes yes. a mean, mean burrito. They do. They do. Butternut chicken burrito. Anyway, so this new place is called Coco. Coco? Like the like the gorilla? I guess. I guess yeah, it's Coco more like... Coco passed away recently. That was the one that could do sign language. Yeah, from like Congo? Yeah. Remember no, that? not the movie Congo. <laughs> Was it Coco in the Congo? Yeah, it was based on that, though. That Michael Crichton book. It might have been based on it. Yeah, yeah. Amy, gorilla. Amy, (laughs) gorilla. Bad gorillas. Bad gorillas. <laughs> I really like that movie. I haven't seen I that movie in a long time. I have it on VHS. Really? That's right. <laughs> so, wait, we were talking about tacos. Amy loves John. <laughs> uh, I don't know what we're talking about. What were we talking Coco. Coco. And I think it's more like Coco Loco. Coco Loco. Okay. that Disney movie. Uh, it's run by a celebrity chef from Mexico City, Herman Garcia, spelt like German Garcia. And if you're in our Bungalow or Buddies subgroup on Facebook, you can see a picture of this guy. I think You want him to be your buddy? This is the most beautiful man in Orlando. <laughs> you say this all the time. I think he came out of the kitchen... What I was eating, I had to stop eating because I would have choked. <laughs> and he was like like an angel fallen to earth. All right, how about before you describe the man? I don't even remember what the food the place, tastes Tell me where's like. it at. I don't remember anything else. <laughs> it was a flash of light. Armand Garcia was there. He winked at you. And he winked at me, and I died. <laughs> <laughs> where is his restaurant? It's in the former Gaviota restaurant and bar this is by the stubborn mule right by the stubborn mule in south eola and uh 
I didn't even know it had closed, John. Like it happened so quickly. Those restaurants, the ones over there, I never see a ton of people there. That Peruvian restaurant, did you ever eat there? No, I never did either. Because they, they didn't answer emails. I was yeah. trying to do promos and for so them. So, like, how do you stay? I mean, I don't even know how long they were in business. I don't think I've ever heard about a year. Tell me that they went there to eat. They opened. They tried to open another one out on Colonial East Colonial, which is now Pete's Kitchen. It's like that Asian restaurant. Yeah. Didn't didn't work, so yeah. I I feel bad. They clearly didn't know how to like do any marketing. I heard the food was pretty good, so it's a shame that it's gone. But this place was great. It was very delicious. It had like a Miami vibe. Uh, everything's scratch, scratch made, scratch and it's Mexican. drink scratch. Yeah, in Mexican. All right, and we had like a chicharron quesadilla. Uh, uh, it's this kind of quesadilla. It's this kind of fungus. It's a mushroom that grows just on corn. Really? And it's, yeah, and it's really hard to get, but they had it in a quesadilla, and it was decadent. It was so good. Sounds Tons good. of flavor, and and Scotty was there, and he had a uh, ribeye, and he said that was great. So Very, very Mexican, that ribeye. Very, it was a Mexican ribeye served on a cactus. Oh, yeah. that sounds good. <laughs> it was. It was good. I mean, there's really oh, and not, a mole, a mole sauce. I mean, after Mucho closed, there's not really a no. Mexican restaurant that way, right? It's invested. The, the owners of it, not the chef, I guess, doesn't own it. He was just brought up. The owners of it are uh, from Odom, right next door. So the ah. Thai sushi place. Yeah. Does that place do well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's doing well. Have you ever eaten there? Uh, once. I never have. I, when I we were bar hopping. Okay. South Yola bar hop admission I went I mean, on. I've eaten at Stubborn Mule. I've eaten... I can't go back there ever since you wrote that piece about them <laughs> charging people to vomit. I don't know if that's still true. Maybe they've changed their policy. I, I actually don't know if it actually ever I happened. A, I don't well, know if they I'm actually ever charged anyone. I'm just telling you what the, woman told, the waitress told me that. If you're unfamiliar with this, I was told during a brunch <laughs> that if you happen to have too much alcohol uh-huh. and you lose your lunch, like a brunch, Roman, like Romans did, you have to uh, you, you have to pay a, a, a fee to have it cleaned. And uh, and I checked it, and they said yes, it's on the books. Yes, if it happens, we would charge. Uh, even though the owners like, no, that's not true. But everybody on staff said yes, it is true. Uh-huh. So uh, I don't know. I haven't super heard sense. We're on their we're on their list. Yeah. They're not fans. All right. Well, yeah. Coco, uh, go check that out. Coco Loco. Coco Loco. Speaking of tacos, Four Rebels closed. Oh, I never even got a chance to go. Ever? Nope. Oh. It was interesting. It's a hard space. This is in the Mills Park. That's right. Virginia and I don't know Mills. If it's a hard space. I mean, I mean, Brass Tap does all right. Yeah, but it's just First beer. Wash does all right. Yeah. This specific be. building is interesting. It's a two-story building. There was that place with that so coffee shop. So rent's a little was, higher. Right? Uh, Sega Fredo. That didn't do so well. Did not do well. No. And that was management. It was just management didn't know what they were doing. Uh, didn't know how to market again. And didn't know how to train their staff. And so I'm hearing that's maybe the issue with this, too. It's, they just couldn't hold on to good staff. So they did not work out. You, yeah. So when did they close? Like, two, like a week ago? They actually closed... For the holidays, and then just are there other ones? Up again. Is that a franchise, or was that the only one? That was the only one. Four rebels, really. Mm-hmm. Okay. Four local guys. They seem very nice. I actually had some pretty good food there. Uh, they had like a, a chicken taco, like fried chicken taco, it was delicious. I mean, if you're gonna have tacos, there's just so many good tacos on Mills Fifty, even that you really gotta have something different to stay in business. We are swamped with tacos. 
And if even it, let's say you have mediocre tacos, you need to have like some sort of ambiance too. And I don't even know if that welcome place to did. the stage, mediocre tacos. No, I'm just saying, like <laughs> you can have okay food, but have like a great venue, yeah, and do really well. Or yes. you have good food in a good venue and do really, really well. Like, I'm thinking, and this, and I'm not saying they have mediocre tacos. I think it's really good. <laughs> like, Rocco's Tacos does really well out on Sand Lake. No, man, just make a samosa place. I just want to eat samosas. Samosas and mimosas. I'd be there every day. It's <laughs> a good name for <laughs> right? a bar. Yeah, samosas and mimosas. <laughs> Take that out. Take that, Orlando. It's all yours now. Do what you will with it. Uh, I know it's a shame because that space, I know Hamburger Mary's wanted to open up a space in there. Uh, Fresh Market basically uh, blocked them out. Okay, and said I no. know they have that in their lease. Something about parking. Yeah, they get a say, and uh, they would kill it there. You know, I was I was traveling. This is while I was gone last week. Uh, I went home to Michigan, and uh, during our travels, my wife and I we stopped in Knoxville. Sorry, I can't hear you. There's a straight couple making out under a torch by the lake. Oh, that's what you Public do here. Public display at of affection. That's what happens. You eat some shrimp. Ridiculous. It's an aphrodisiac, <laughs> and you start making out by Lake Fairview. Maybe they're breaking up. All right, continue. Uh, so anyway, we were traveling, and we ended up in Knoxville. Have you been to Knoxville, Tennessee ever? Never. I would love to go. All right. And so we, we ended up getting breakfast there, and they just had, like, amazing breakfast. And it was this really cool shop that had good coffee, but, like, just solid breakfast where, like, the the sausage was locally raised and farmed. And it made you think, that why don't we exactly. have a good local breakfast? Exactly. Yeah, juniors. This was that's a diner. This was like this was like a step up from like a country. Diner. What's the place every or a Cracker country Barrel? Chic, but like I would call their breakfast. Like everything was good. Everything was, but everything was like locally. What sourced. was the price point? My I had tacos, so I had two tacos, two breakfast tacos, and they were eight bucks. And then everybody else at the table got like a so four bucks a piece. Yeah, yeah. Which was like eggs, bacon hash browns and toast or biscuit and it was like 12 so it was a little yeah. more but it was super good scotty that's the only way you can make money today on breakfast joints and that's fine it's by up inflating it a little bit you, ha- you have to make sure the portions are there like, or nobody's gonna come were, back and they were good they were right. big portions thick bacon like handmade sausage they're like all good stuff makes me think of red mug when red mug diner was here it closed pretty quickly and they were packed they were jam-packed yeah. and i just i was like why don't we have this in orlando I don't know. Uh, and maybe I miss it. Maybe there is somewhere. Kiki's? Is Kiki's like that? No, Kiki's Winter Park? is a chain. No? I mean, they're good. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad there. But How it's about? not like a local shop that, you know, cares about the hog and they're making uh, breakfast. Briar Patch? They're pretty good. Yeah, they're fantastic. It's still, it was still a different vibe than that, though. And they're booked. Yeah, they are. Booked solid. Yeah. You know? But if you did like a Briar Patch adjacent their restaurant. sausage there. No. No. Who is? I don't know. Maybe Meat, seven bites? Meats, uh, Orlando meats. I don't know they if do, they do breakfast. They though. do a solid breakfast. Do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breakfast but, sandwiches but it, and but stuff. But even there, like I wouldn't call that a breakfast spot. I saw your boy Elliot there the other day. I mean, they're great. They got great food. Uh-huh. I just I wouldn't call that a breakfast place. Uh, no, I wouldn't either. It's a butcher. Yeah. Anyway, open a farm-to-table <laughs> breakfast place, and I will be there. All right. Can't well, maybe with this. Kind of like that. I love them. They got great food? And they're right next to your house. They are. I, I, right, everybody continue. needs to go there anyway, to support that was them. My rant on breakfast. For now. For now. They'll come. Wait we'll till episode one hundred and one. Second I'll do it breakfast. Again. <laughs> uh, well, we brought up Red Mug really quick there above them downtown 
in the Robinson building, there's going to be uh, the Robinson Cocktail Room. Ooh, another another bar downtown. Yeah, and it's owned by it's owned by yeah. the owners of Mathers okay. Social Gathering and uh, Celine Orlando. Okay, so it's like another style, like cocktail bar, like yes, but it's very Miami. It's going to be so cool. Everything. If you go to their social pages, it's a little bit like provocative, and the, it's a it's a pretty provocative uh, photos. Lots of pills and like pinks and greens and hot chicks. Interesting. And I toured the space a couple months ago when it was being built out. Uh, it was like a blank slate. Really cool historic building. It's the historic Robinson building. That's where the name comes from. Even though it's on Pine Street, I don't know where that's from. So how and, is it different than like Mathers? Uh, I don't. It's very similar. I, it's just different. It's just very Miami. It's every. It's a scratch cocktail kitchen. Everything that they're gonna be like the juices are gonna be made on site. The garnishes are gonna be made on site. Uh, there's a saber tooth tiger skeleton that's like embedded in this back alcove. Uh, cool high, like high art. Uh, it's interesting. I, it, they're opening on Friday. To the public, Tonight. 7 p.m. Yeah, so hop in there. I'm sure it'll do great. Like, those guys do great. They're, it's the boys who own it, the Mawardis, their brothers, they design everything from the flooring to the kitchen tiles, bathroom. Like, everything is handpicked by them, and their taste level is on point. Because you don't see that anywhere else with these places opening up. Do you, do you it's think drywall and wallpaper? Do you think there'll be a, a time when there's like too many craft cocktail bars downtown? I think, yeah, yeah, I think it could happen. I, mean, I don't know if we're there yet or not. No, you see it because I mean, there's only so many places that you can spend thirteen, fourteen dollars per drink, right? Right. But you're seeing it with Mathers and Celine, and that they like that exclusivity. You oh, like yeah. there's a price point that where not everybody can get in, and and it's not even just like the price point. It's it's the the clothing. I mean, obviously, yeah, there's a dress when code you, when you for say, "Hey, like, you can't wear this or that to get in." There's probably a particular crowd that they are keeping out yeah. because yeah. of that, and that's and it's and I'll tell you what. I mean, at 36, like I don't need to go like clubbing, right? I mean, I just want to go have a drink. You don't want to get in a frat fight. No. You know, like, that's, and I, I get, get it. it. I get I it. I do some days. I just. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, if I want to do that, I can. Yeah. And say what you want about Mathers. They have the best Christmas decorations in town. Oh, it was nice in there. It was there beautiful. Recently. You were? I was. Oh, and you got kicked out. <laughs> kicked we, won't out. Talk, we won't talk about that. Because he was drunk. I wasn't drunk. No. <laughs> Touching butts. <laughs> and he kicked him Not out. Not true. <laughs> I was kicked out, though. I love that I just yelled, touch, touch his butts in the middle of grills. Yeah. And a lull in the music. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah. So check that out. Four Rebels. There's a cat cafe opening. You weren't here when we talked about it. So this was supposed to open like two years ago. Remember? I almost want to say it's yeah, like, it was called the Kitty Beautiful. Kitty Beautiful. They just had an issue raising funds for it. They now have the funds. They have a location. Where's Excuse the location? Me? It's behind the Bank of America building. Because, like, wasn't it originally where, like, that Craft and Common is? Or I thought it was going to open over there. Like They where were talking about Orlando that area. Acts. They never said a specific spot, but ah. they talked about that area. But that's just across the street. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So this is going behind the Bank of America building? Yes. And it's 
right next to a little auto shop behind. Oh, I love that space. It's a great space. That's a cool spot. Screamers was the name of a bar that oh, was there once, know. and I can't remember another one. Uh, you will pay $12 an hour to have access to the kitty room, and you get a complimentary beverage with your $12. D- like <laughs> coffee David. or drinks? Coffee. Ah. And then you can, can hang you out with... alcohol with a bunch of cats? I don't think so. I don't you know, think if you want to hang out with a bunch of cats, you just go to my neighborhood. There's a lady that has like 50 <laughs> of them. And if you want to adopt one, she'll throw one at you. Yeah, you still have fleas, and they're nice. These are adoptable, vetted, vetted cats. Vetted. They're the good cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are the Mathers. This is the Mathers <laughs> of the cat cafe. So wait, when's this supposed... When's this, is it really called the Kitty Beautiful? Kitty Beautiful, yes. When's it supposed to open? Uh, this year, in the next month or so. Oh, yeah, yeah, really? Yeah. That I, I, close. Spring, I think they said spring. All right. Yeah, spring. Well, there's one out in Claremont. Uh, when I was a reporter at WASH, I had covered their opening. I actually wrote about it and did a video pretty early on. I, I did really well, to be, to be the honest. The problem is you. these people need to know what they're doing, right? I see. We actually had a couple of people post. I wrote the story, and then I had all these like crazy cat ladies saying, I would love to have a cat place in Kissimmee. Please tell me how to do it. And it's ah. like, lady, I wrote about it. I'm not the kitty beautiful. <laughs> I get that all. Right? You get that a lot, though, right? Like, yeah, generally for people who I don't do know how the internet works. When I do works, videos for right? Orlando 60, people yeah. are like, how can I eat at your restaurant? I'm like, oh, I don't really own it. Right. Like, but this is different because I want to tell my answer to that lady is should be, you don't know how to work the internet, let alone <laughs> open a business. Like, how are you going to open a cat cafe? Just let people come pet your cats. Yes. That's it. Yes. Right, you you need to know so how to operate a business. Are, are they getting the cats through like the the pet alliance of Greater Orlando, I don't or like think the named Orlando, who Orange their County? partnering organization is? Because that's yeah. usually what happens. It, you you own generally at least the one in Claremont. There's a coffee shop which is run by Axum Coffee, which is out of yeah. Winter Garden, and then the other side, which is separate, is a, is like a cat playroom. And I think it's run by the, I want to say the Seminole County, not Seminole, Lake County Shelter. I, I don't know. They're opening up a $7 million oh, yeah, no-kill shelter. Yeah, they are out in Lake County. That's cool. That's a big deal. Yeah. I think we should have, I don't think there should be puppy stores. I think you have to, you should have to buy. Well, they outlaw it. I thought they banned them in the city limits. I thought there was a reservation. Yeah, but it should just be Orange County wide. Like, no. I don't think there are stores. any in Orange County besides the ones in the city of Orlando. Oh, are there? Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. yeah there are. My wife is saying there are. Yeah. No, we agreed to call our, our significant our others our producers. Others. So people think we're fancy. Ah. Remember when they talk off, we had to say, thanks, producer. Right. Well, I know Isn't the city, <laughs> I think the city did something about it, but, but there were some that were already open that they couldn't do anything about. I don't know. Like three or four. Like let's, talk about, let's talk about it after break. I'm going to eat are, some chicken wings. I have a fish sandwich. You have chicken wings. Poke poke. Tiny little poke. And we are celebrating our 100th episode. 100 episodes. We'll see you after the break. Thanks. Welcome back to Bungalore and the Bus. I am the Bus, John Busdecker. And I am the ghost of your fifth grade science teacher, Brendan O'Connor. Miss Surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was Mr. Brown. Really? Yeah. And he used to, 
Touches crotch after using the chalk, so he always had chalk lines on his pants. <laughs> oh, Mr. Brown. Chalk, <laughs> <laughs> Here on Bungalow or the Bus, we talk about all of the top headlines in Orlando's downtown bungalow neighborhoods. And uh, we are celebrating our 100th episode. 100th. Yeah, so we are here at uh, Grills. I'm going to get the official name right Sit. this time. Grills, Lakeside, Seafood, Dock, and Tiki Bar. Is there an acronym or something for that? Uh, I just say Grills. Grills, yeah, me Grills, too. y'all. We're going yeah, to Grills. We are, we are here on Orange Blossom Trail right by Lee Road. The OBT. bar to my house. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's why, I, that's why we're here. Uh, that's why we're here. We're here, actually, to watch the Quadratil... What is it? Quadratids. I don't know. You sent this to Quadrant. me. Kids. I haven't seen one meteor, meteor shower, shower happening over grills. It's going to be amazing. Sh- at all. Well, it's going to start a little later. It's going to start a little later. And we just want you all to know that you can watch it until the wee hours of the morning on Friday. Okay. Yeah. So enjoy. So Brendan, where did we leave off? Uh, nonsense. <laughs> all just nonsense and hot air. I think we were talking about tacos, burritos again. I'm two beers in. A so day with the Y in it. And we got a third on the way. We've got... Uh, 13 homes you can rent for under $1,500. We've got the latest roundup really? uh, up on bungalower.com. If you're looking for a place to live in the bungalow neighborhoods that we talk about every week. Uh, They're all tents. They're all tents. <laughs> this one actually has some pretty good houses, not just uh, you know garage apartments. And duplexes. And duplexes. Or that weird room behind your grandma's uh, photo collection. I'll rent a room in my house for $1,500 if somebody wants to live there. 800 is probably the going rate for a room. Uh So check that out. We want want our creative class, the super cool people to stay downtown Orlando so you have access to those jobs, but you might not be able to buy a house yet. There's lots of spots off of where we're at here, probably on OBT that you could find. People don't like it, right? This is, what's this area called? Fair Villa? Well, to be fair, there's not a ton of housing around here. It's mostly industrial. Mostly industrial, but there's pockets of really interesting homes. We wrote about one, I want to say in the summer, and it was like a chicken farm almost. A chicken farm? Yeah, and it was in the middle. It was wrapped around almost towards John Young Parkway by industrial, but then it was this big, beautiful farmhouse. There's some interesting houses off of mm. OBD, like around the lakes and, and uh, off of like, you know, Church Street. And, and, and if you go farther south, there's some interesting places. Five minutes south from here, there's a tiny home community. There is. Uh-huh. I would, if you're going to move there, <laughs> I'll just tell you this right now. Uh-huh. Might want to check some databases on your neighbors over there. Not to say, I'm not saying anything. And I know that's a great segue for us to talk about the data that just came out about sexual offenders. True. I didn't read this I don't want to talk about it because it makes me sad. I saw, well, I saw this story. I saw, you know, yeah. more sex offenders than ever are living in Florida or something like that. Orange County. The highest, the highest number. Orange County has the highest number of sexual offenders in the in state. In the state? Yeah. Percentage or total? Uh, I think total. Really? Yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't have a chance to read the story, so I don't know if I can totally comment I don't on like it. to talk about I'm it because I saw that. I want to make this clear. I'm not pro-sex offender. <laughs> <laughs> well, who is, right? But there's a part of me that's like sometimes someone who's registered as a sex offender is a dude who is like... 18 dating a 17 year old. Oh, yeah. No, there's. And then he's going to be on that database for the rest you, of his you, life. I mean, to, you're right, right, Brendan. You are absolutely right. There are certain times when you have to actually so look at the situation of what happened. Because you're right. Sometimes there are 
times when it's an 18 year old dating a 16 year old. You're yeah. like, all right, but that doesn't matter it. because you're going to show up on that neighborhood app oh, yeah. with your face showing exactly also, where you live. I mean, I, and I, that's I think so can, sad. I've read the stories where you know you shouldn't do this, but if you're urinating in public uh-huh. and you get arrested, you can be like a public indecency yeah. sex offender. Which mm-hmm. you know is that the same as somebody who molests? Which a I'll child? tell you no. what, every single person who goes to a certain bar near my house <laughs> yeah so 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 then you get to the question of you know otherwise yes, you're a dirtbag don't touch kids no but i'm saying yeah of course but like you know are there more but are there more because of a because they're prosecuting it more are there more reasons why service jobs of- it's easier to get service jobs yeah. the rental market in some yeah. of these places is easier uh it's so spread out and sprawl well, I mean, Focus. It's easier to get a home that's not in a school district. Oh yeah, right? no, no. You yeah. got. I mean, there's, if you look at the map, there are pockets yep. of people that are sex offenders, and one of them is near where we're at, actually at Grills, because there's no churches around, there's no yep. uh, schools around. Like they're far enough away. Actually, where they built the Ace School in Paramore, they built it in an area of town that had a high concentration because of sex at, offenders. at one point, there were no there schools, were no schools. There But now, when their leases run out, they have to leave because yes. they're not allowed to legally renew their leases in those neighborhoods. Yeah. And once again, I want to make this clear. You yeah. and I are not uh, defending uh, sex offenders. No. But on, on the reverse side of that is... Unless like, they're hot. <laughs> <laughs> but like on the reverse side of that, they're... they're People do have to live somewhere, and I get it. Like you yeah. know, there are those people. They're like you know, they should, they should just move to their own island. It, life doesn't work like that. Like like you have to live somewhere, and and there has to be a place where they can live, and you know, hopefully Ugh. be rehabilitated and and all that stuff. That is not my pay grade. I'm so glad I don't have to solve yeah. that problem. No, true. Right? True. I don't even want to think about it anymore. That's why I wasn't even going to bring it up, and it just well, kind of happened. It's, but it's a, but it's an important topic, and so you know, it is. I, I think it's important to be aware. But I I don't think it should like as with most scare things. you, right? Because I mean, this, you know, yeah. you look at that map, and you're going to see you know ten thousand dots on it. No matter where you live in Orange County, I'm sure there's somebody within a mile of your house. That map, Orlando Weekly just shared it. If you want to go to orlandoweekly.com, you can see what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fault Orlando Weekly on this because all the media outlets do this. That it's a good story. Everybody's clicking on it. It's a good, but but that's the other side. It is sort of a clickbaity story. Not to say that you should be informed. No, no, you're feeding into. But it's an easy way. Parents that are afraid somebody, for their kids. I mean, I'll, they're I'm, all going to click on it. They all want to know about that creepy guy down the street. So do see I. if he really I mean, shows I'm, up I'm on that. I'm guilty of that too. I yeah. don't know if you are. No, because I'm. An ostrich that <laughs> likes to keep his head in the but sand. But like I've clicked on it, but like, oh, like all right, like I mean, I mean, if somebody's living right next door to yeah. me, I would want to know that. I don't. You, I don't want to know. I don't. But what, you wouldn't. I don't have kids. But what if it was something besides that? Though? I don't dress it, provocatively. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know but I'm saying, like, what if it was something? I mean, would you not want to know if somebody was right next door? I've to you? looked a couple times. All right, <laughs> so you have. I have looked a couple yeah. times. And, but it makes me sad because I don't want to be your life. like I shouldn't. You shouldn't like alter what you do because of it. Yeah. Unless Ultimately, it's really bad, I guess. They're all kind of creepy looking anyway, so I already kind of know. I got them clocked. Yeah. You know, when, you, I, when I see him walking down the street, I'm like, eh, diddler. I know. I, know. <laughs> I got you clocked, sir. <laughs> Dave the diddler down the street. Yeah, with your little poodle. I know who you is. Yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a clown. <laughs> Ties balloons. I know who you are, sir. Back away. Why are we talking about this? I don't know. Uh, a new bar opened up in the former Rock Room. 
in downtown Orlando. That doesn't sound like a place I would have gone to originally. It was, okay, so behind Latitudes and Chillers. Yes. There's that alleyway oh, yeah. where Herman's Loan Office used to be. It was yes. a speakeasy above Which was a cool the, bar. Herman's was great. I yeah. loved it. I uh, wish they would stay. Op- they would have stayed open. Church. I believe that was a Church Street Entertainment v- Well, venue. Herman's was the other side. Pine Street. You had to get there. From the alleyway. Yes. Also in that same alleyway, was a, it used to be the rock room. And after that, it was the bakery bar. Everything oh, yeah. in there was themed after oh, I bakery. I forgot about that. Didn't, didn't do well. Uh, the new venue in there is called Clandestino, and it's by two dudes out of Colombia. Uh, and Clandestino is also a great Shakira song, if you're going to Google it later. Uh, I don't know much about it. We did write about it. It's I love that it's not a speakeasy, but you feel like you're in a different city. Really? I love experiences like that in Orlando. Like when you get out of Orlando. Yeah. There's something about like going back through those alleyways, like this little labyrinth. Uh, to and then into a second story bar, up a ladder. You know, it's just so crazy. It's I like that it feels like a different bar. So what's their theme? Something is new. Colombian theme? Did you say Colombia? It, no, it's like a cocktail bar, but it's but they're Spanish. It's it's geared to the Latino market. Okay. Uh, even on their socials, they're even writing in Spanish. And I'll tell you what, I find that really provocative, and that's something that uh, I actually just took a lift ride downtown to this morning. And my driver was from Venezuela, which we have a huge influx from Venezuela because they're fleeing. I've been getting a lot of that, too, when I take Lyft right? rides. Yeah, I'll get a lot of Venezuelans. Yeah, because their country is, I, I want to swear, but it's Don't. not doing well, right? No. Uh, so they're fleeing, coming here. And my driver was like, man, I, w- I looked really carefully. I took it very seriously trying to find a neighborhood for my wife and kids. When we moved here, everybody kept telling me Kissimmee. There's a huge Latino population. It's okay. But the more I drive, the more I'm loving this downtown. I just am, I'm not seeing a lot of faces like me. I don't know where I'm supposed to go to move. And I don't know about housing costs. Uh, what would you suggest? And I was like, dude, that's exactly what we talk about on Bungalore and Bungalore on the Bus. I wish we had a Spanish language site so I could help you. I know. And that's something I've been... I've been trying slowly to get going. I'd love to have a Spanish language sister site for Bungalore. Because there's so many people here, but we had a hundred thousand Puerto Ricans. It's just Puerto Ricans. How many people from Venezuela have moved here? I haven't seen that stat. Yeah, it's probably not as many as Puerto Rico. No, no. But still, there's. Uh, I mean, there's still Spanish speakers still fleeing and looking for life in a better place, right? Uh, that are looking to plug into this scene and downtown, and they're looking for the same things that locals are looking for. Uh, and I wish we could reach out to them. And uh, Spanish, I just think it's cool that there's now a Spanish-angled uh, bar in our downtown run by two immigrants. That's cool. Yeah, and I and, and you're right, Brendan. I wish, I, and maybe I'm just not tuned in enough to that community. Because, I mean, there's a lot of Spanish-language TV stations and newspapers. Sure. But when you come to think of, like, you know, a, a, a cool, hip blog that covers, I don't know. There might be one. I, I mean, I don't speak Spanish. So They're all using really their phones, my man. Everybody's my market. all using their phones. Nobody's. It's, there's a certain percentage of people that read newspapers. There's a certain percentage of people that listen to the radio. But there's a lot of people that just want something easy access exactly. on their phone. How do I find out where to plug in? And I don't think there is that for Spanish people yet. You no, know, I've been asked before, you know, what, what would I teach in college or if I were to teach a yeah. college class? And, and I, I've told students, and, and I don't know if professors like it when I say this, like, interning's great, 
But if I were 21, I would start my own blog and show like I can do this and I don't need yeah. to work at a traditional news site. Like once again, that might be your goal eventually, but if you're 21 or you're 18 or whatever and you're like, well, "What do I do? How do I get experience?" I would say don't go right for whatever local paper, like start your own thing and show that you can do it. At least and that's what when you look at newspapers, traditional newspapers, they're looking for people who already know how to use those tools. Oh yeah, self-starters. How, how are you going to use uh Snapchat to share exactly. news stories with younger population. No, you don't need to have a million followers, but if you can show, look, I, I want to cover food in Central Florida. Pick your topic. I don't care. Sports, yeah. food, whatever, a, fashion. I do a great video. Like, yes. But if you can Learn show how that. how to take a photo in a low-light yeah, restaurant yeah, of your if food. If I launched it, I cover it, and now I have you know 5,000 followers on Facebook. Like that's, That shows initiative, I think. Do you smell a cigar? Maybe, but I think you can smoke out here. I oh, don't I know. love it. We're outside. Oh, I like right? it. Maybe. Keep it maybe up, not. sir. Unnamed sir somewhere. Smoke a cigar. Anyway, <laughs> if we both spoke Spanish, we would start our own I bungalow, wanna, I would bungalow, bungalow it. website. I'll never be able to write news stories in Spanish that need to be written, right? No. So we're looking for somebody. If you're out there and you want to start working with us, reach out to me. Cool. And there no, might be, be something great. we can do with you. Uh, or if you're a business or if you'd like to help make that happen, Please email me news at bungalore.com and we can talk about potentially uh, hiring somebody with your amazing sponsorship dollars to make that happen. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know where they, I didn't plan on talking about that either. Uh, Wall Street got a new sign. I've been gone for 10 days, so I haven't had a chance to go downtown. And everything's different. Wall does Street. It say Wall Street? It does. Uh, they had this older one from the 90s that the Downtown Development Board bought them. They decided that it looked a little janky, and so they wanted to update it, and they bought them a new one as part of this new DTO Downtown Orlando uh, initiative of trying to reinvest in the downtown. look up to date? It actually looks super fresh. It looks good. I like it. It's simple. Uh, It's going to be backlit LEDs. I don't think that's ready yet. And then the old one is going to go to the Downtown Arts District, and they're going to use it somewhere. I would assume they're going to use it to mark their... Downtown Arts District recently got the green building yes. at Pine and Magnolia. Fort Keene building. Fort Keene. Roger, now it's Rogers Fort Keene. I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, there's an alleyway behind it that they're going to be turning into an urban park. I assume they're going to be using that sign now to mark that urban park. Will it say Wall Street? I doesn't know. I think they took that off, and then there was this back piece that looks like orange orchards. It's pretty neat, and if they're I, I, if they're smart, that's how they'll use it. I can't imagine it would go anywhere else downtown. Yeah, well, I mean, if they can repurpose it, that'd be great. I might be lobbying right now through them. Downtown artists, if you're listening, please put it in your alleyway park. Uh, Jesus never fails. He, he but never he does. sure did this time. <laughs> Remember that church in Thornton Park? I do. I do exactly what you're talking about. It's in like a neighborhood. Yes, Thornton Park, Lake Lasona. Uh, they're was, out of there. They there just was moved a church. Out. It was a neighborhood church. Like it was, it was literally in somebody's neighborhood. Yeah, there was a neon up sign, on a hill, blue neon, and it was like a, where Central turns very suddenly. Yes, it was, was. It was a sort of like a like an A-frame. Yeah, it was an old. It looked like a log cabin almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was just a neon sign that said, "Jesus never fails." Sort of out of place if you if you're like, why is this church here? I've actually always wondered why that church was there. Never got around to really going in. They've been there for a while. Uh-huh. Uh, 
but a small congregation. And yes. so in the storms last summer, the building was really severely what, damaged. What they kind said they of church was it? Do you know? Uh, Just like a non-denominational thing? You don't know off the top of your head? It's fine. I can't remember. Oh, I right. want to say Lutheran, but then I, I also so. wanted to say Christian Science. I can't remember. All right. Uh, but it's actually JesusNeverFails.com is the website. Yeah. They, have they had, like I said, they had a neon sign there. I that, love seeing neon signs, period. Yeah. Seeing a neon sign in a residential neighborhood saying Jesus Never Fails. Yes. Classic. I know tons of people took photos of it through the years. We had a great one that uh, Mr. Fowler sent us. Uh, what's his radio name? Uh, Joshua Josh. Fowler. Pinkman. Pinkman. Pinkman sent yeah, yeah. us. Uh, that we use for the story. You can see that on bungalore.com. So they closed. Closed and moved out, and someone else is buying that property. I assume it's it's zoned as church. I don't know if it'll stay like that. That'd be a great place for a serious uh, breakfast. Yeah. Diner yeah. right there at a oh, park. Yeah. I don't know if that would be allowed there, but... Call it Heavenly Toast. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Jesus toast. I don't. You could have like those things that burn their faces into your toast. Well, that's a good a, a toaster, oh, but it puts so Jesus on there. Yeah, sacrilegious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Sanctum is moving forward with their Winter Park Eatery. Should be opening What's soon. It called? It's not called the Sanctum, though. It's I don't want to talk about. Like, I'm a little mad at them because I asked them if it was happening. She's blatantly told me no. To which I saw the permit and I was like, it's happening. So don't lie to me. Just tell me you don't want me to write about it. And I would respect that. Right. But uh-huh. I got mad that she said that that was a lie. So I didn't write about it. And now I'm talking about it on the radio. Oh, it's foot and mouth. It's happening again. And I just said tea. I don't have any, I don't have an excuse. Uh, so I haven't been paying attention to it. They're opening in Winter Park. In Winter Park. In the old Daya. 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 That was a vegetarian Daya. restaurant, right? Vegetarian vegan restaurant? Yes. Didn't didn't float. But Sanctum has a huge following. And they they love they her. They good food. She's got like a Fresh cult. food. Vegetarian cult behind her. Uh, I want to do this really quick. Scott Maxwell released a uh, Where I Stand, What I Believe. Yeah, he does this every Calm. year columnist at the sentinel yeah. there was a former columnist who did this every single year as well and, and it's, it's kind like sort of like to reacquaint people with him yeah who in, he is where he makes his money what he believes he in. writes something later in the year you know where he stands on it right and I, can i ask you some questions you want to ask me questions? all right i want to know where Go you stand. i don't right. know where you stand on things Tom. all right uh one of them was like are you gonna do this for yourself too yeah yeah I'll how much time we time. got all right we got a few minutes uh do you have any kids? Nope. No kids. Me either. I have two dogs and a cat. And I have one, one dog. One cat named Snuggles, one cat na- or one dog named Hermione, and another cat, uh, dog named Cora. My dog is named Bernie, but it's Bernie Toppin, after songwriter, not Bernie Sanders, the politician. Really? Uh-huh. Just, just or so Bernie you know. Madoff. Or Bernie. Not that Bernie either. <laughs> a lot of Bernies. Uh, what bank do you use? Uh, I have two banks right now. Uh-huh. I have Regions Bank. Okay. I have three, actually. Regions Bank. I have uh, Seacoast Bank, but I was a First Green Bank Same. person, but they switched over. And my car loan is through my dad's credit union, which is Michigan Columbus Federal Credit Union. Oh, I love that. That's mm-hmm. fun. I'm Seacoast and CFE Credit Union. Okay. Uh, do you own or rent your home? I own my home. In College Park? I rented my home for a long time here in Orlando, and I finally, my wife and I bought a home in 2016. And it's beautiful. I rent in Lake Yola Heights. 
Or no, no. Park Lake Highland. There you go. What do you hate? Name a couple things you hate. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of beets. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, I don't hate a lot of things. I, I don't like a lot of things, but I can't say I hate. I was actually bringing up the woman that was my science teacher. Speed it up. We're running out of time. But the woman time. who was my science teacher, when somebody would say, oh, I, I hate this, she would say, no, 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 no. You don't hate things. You just dislike things. So if there's something you hate, it has to be one thing you hate, like... Uh, mistreatment of women. Well, I mean, yeah, the obvious things I hate. Child predators. Well, it sounds like you love them. No. He said he <laughs> <laughs> what do you love? I love my wife. Aww. I love your wife, too. No. <laughs> what do you hate? Uh, I hate um, dusty plateaus. <laughs> and I hate... Is that some sort of euphemism for something? No. Just like if you're in a plateau, like in Anatolian Turkey. I hate it. All right. <laughs> or uh, uh, bloody noses. Well, I used to get those a lot. Me too. Because they were yeah. big. And then, are you religious? Not Just yes really. or no. Me either. Uh, what are you grateful for from 2018? Uh, I am grateful for opportunities that I didn't think would happen. That's exactly what I was going to say. Really? Yeah. What are you looking forward to in 2019? Uh, I am looking forward to new adventures, as always. I love that. I'm looking forward to new challenges that I can hopefully overcome. And the ones that I don't, I hate them. (laughs) We have a couple of events. We don't have much time. There's the Orlando Blues and Jazz Fest happening at Eagle Nest. I know that's outside of the hoods, but it's still a cool event. Check it out. 2 to 7 p.m. Saturday. There's a cleanup with Keep Winter Park Beautiful for the Lakes Berries and Lake Spear. Cleaning up litter, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Saturday. Solar Bears face off against South Carolina Stingrays on Sunday, 1.30 p.m. at the Amway Center. And Tuesday, Gremlins is playing at the Enzian. Ooh. Uh, on the 9th, that's Wednesday, Big Lebowski is screening at Dirty Laundry. And I think I got everything. That's it? Yeah. Cool. 823 manatees died in 2018. I saw that. No, that wasn't right. That and was I hate that. I thought it was 100 something. I thought it was a total of 800. 121 died by boat strike. Oh. 91 died okay. from toxic algae. Oh. But 823 died in total. That's terrible. And there's only 10,000 in Florida. Really? Yeah. You ever seen a manatee up close? Yeah, I went diving with them. Ooh. Uh huh. And you could hold out your hand. And if they rub up against you, it's okay. But you can't reach out and touch them. Ah. You have to passively, passively observe. And I met one called Barnacle Betty. And she was covered <laughs> in barnacles and she was itchy. So she rubbed up on me. Nice. That's my story. So uh, <laughs> once again, this is our 100th episode of Bungalow on the Bus. If you've followed us these 100 episodes, we thank you. We thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Huge announcements coming up. Look forward to a great new year. Better product, better news, better us, better year. Better you. Better you. See you next time. New year, new you. (laughs) 